0: Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to Daily Hope. If you want to know how valuable you are, look at the cross. The Bible says you've been bought and paid for by Christ, so you belong to him. The greatest ransom ever paid in the history of humanity was when God gave you his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you on the cross in your place. Christ gave his life for you, and that makes you extremely valuable to God. That's what we're going to look at today, so let's get started.
1: Today, on Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren, we're continuing in this very popular series taught recently at Saddleback Church. It's on surviving relationships God's way, and it's called You Make Me Crazy. So whether you know a crazy maker or you are a crazy maker, this series is definitely for you. And now today, part one of a message taken from various portions of scripture called Finding the Love of Your Life. Here's Pastor Rick.
0: In your life, two of the most important choices you're going to make are, one, will I ever get married? That's a choice. And the second one is if I do, who's it going to be? And the Bible has a lot to say about this. And uh, if you'll take out your message notes inside your program, finding the love of your life, the Bible says in Proverbs 12, verse 26, the righteous righteous chooses his friends carefully. Now, if you're supposed to choose your friends carefully, you should be even more careful about who's going to be your life partner. Notice it is a choice. God doesn't do this for you. God says you make the choice. The righteous chooses his friends carefully. The problem is nobody teaches us how to do that. You didn't get a class in school. Your parents didn't teach you how to choose the right person to marry. And as a result, many people end up in the wrong marriage for the wrong reason. And as your pastor who loves you, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to end up that way. So we're going to look tonight at what the Bible says is uh, God's checklist for choosing the right person. But before we do that, I need to dispel a couple myths. And I want you to write these down there on your outline. Uh, There's a couple of myths about marriage that are out there, and we just need to get them out of the way. The first one is this. God doesn't choose my mate for me. God doesn't choose my mate for me. It's your decision, it's your choice. God isn't gonna choose your mate for you. God places the responsibility 100% on your shoulder. God is not gonna put a a sign in the sky that says, "Mary, Harry. (laughs) Okay, It, It isn't gonna happen, you can look all you want, but it isn't gonna happen. Now, some people say, well, I'm not gonna date, I'm just gonna wait. There's a word for that, bachelor or bachelorette, okay? Or never marry, okay? I mean, that's nonsense to say, I'm not gonna date, I'm gonna wait. That's what you get when you cross a crocodile with an abalone, it's a baloney. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, about 10 years ago, a guy wrote a book called, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. I think he's a monk today. <laughs> the, the, you know, when God wants to, to steer you, It's easier to move a car that's moving than one that's parked. God can't move a parked car. He can't steer. It's got to be moving and then he can go this way or that way, whatever. So you can go home and sit in your basement and say, I'm just going to wait and not date. And nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. So you just need to clear that one up. God says it's your choice. God leads us, God guides us, and God gives us guidelines. We're gonna look at them tonight. But ultimately, it's your choice. The second myth is this. There isn't only one right person for me. That's, what, that, you know, that's very romantic. There's only one person in the entire universe for me. Well, it's just not true. It's not, only not rom- not, it's not only romantic, but it's not biblical. And it's not only not biblical, it's not even logical. It is a total myth. It's romantic, but it's a myth. In your, in your life, there are multiple people, God would say, that's okay for you to marry. Multiple people. There would be millions, he would say, no way, Jose. But there are multiple opportunities that God would say, okay, it's all right. Your choice, your preference. So God doesn't have a bullseye when it comes to marriage. So forget that there's some Miss Right or Mr. Right out there. They just aren't there, okay? It isn't gonna happen. And uh, the Bible doesn't say that. By the way, let me give you one more myth. It's not there in your outline, but write this down. One other myth is love alone is not enough reason to marry. Would you write that down, just write it down. Love alone is not enough reason to marry. I talk to people all the time of getting married and I look at them and go, there's no way. The family background isn't right. The spiritual background isn't right. The personality background isn't right. Uh, educational background, they don't have the same amount of energy, they don't have the same amount of ambition. They don't even have the same values, goals. Or None of these things are, but we love each other. <laughs> Friend. Given the right situation, I could get you to fall in love with anybody. Love is a choice. And I could put you in circumstances that would make you romantically inclined. Just because you love someone does not mean you should marry them. I would like for us to repeat this together. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you should marry them. I fell in love with multiple women before I married Kay, any of them, if I had married, would have been a disaster. You can fall in love with all kinds of people. It doesn't mean you should marry them. Now, God doesn't tell you who to marry, but he does give you a description of the kind of person that he desires for you to marry. And if you want God's blessing on your marriage, which you do, and you want God's protection on your marriage, which you do, and you want success in your marriage, which you do, then you better listen to what God has to say about the kind of person you should marry. Because the evidence of not following what God says to do is, uh, is, is out there all around us. Given the right situation, as I said, you can fall in love with anybody, doesn't mean you should marry them, but God gives us a list, and I I call these a list of must-haves. Now I'm gonna give you a list tonight from the Bible of things that must have you must have in your life and in your mate's life, boyfriend, girlfriend's life, in order to marry them. Until these are right, you're not ready to marry them, and they're not ready to marry you, and they may not even ever be the right person for you to marry. Now you can add to this list your own experiences. This is what I'm going to give you tonight is the bare minimum. These are the minimum requirements for the marriage God blesses. These are, if they don't meet these qualifications, deal breaker. I don't care how much I love them, I don't care how much, money they've got, how cute they are, how much they make me laugh, doesn't matter how sweet we get along together, how much we, we have fun, how much we have in common, doesn't matter all those things. If we don't match on these things, deal breaker. Now, I, This week, I celebrated my 37th anniversary, okay, and I have counseled thousands of married couples in trouble and counseled thousands of single adults who were considering marriage. So I do know a little about what the Bible is talking about. I just want to save you some pain. These are not my opinion, this is what God says are the requirements of the kind of person you should choose to marry. Okay, let's get into it. Number one, the first thing we have to have, my wife and I, or my husband and I, we have to have, number one, we must have spiritual unity first qualification. We must have spiritual unity. That means we believe the same thing about God. We have a relationship to God together. If you aren't spiritually unified with your spouse, you are never going to enjoy the depth of physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, or emotional intimacy that God desires for your marriage. You just can't do it. You cannot have the ultimate physical, emotional, and sexual unity that God wants you to have if you're not unified in the number one area of your life, which is your relationship to God. Now your relationship to God should be the biggest, most important part uh, of your life. And if I can't share the biggest, most important part of my life with my wife, we're living on different wavelengths. We got different worldviews. We may have all kinds of other things in common, but our marriage will be shallow our entire lives. It will be shallow and there will be problems. And your marriage will never be as deep as it could be and you will never experience the emotional intimacy or the sexual intimacy that God wants you to have unless you're united in spirit. There's a spiritual unity that you're headed in the same direction. If you want God's protection on your marriage, you want God's blessing on your marriage, then God's gotta be at the center. He's gotta be the glue. Most people have no idea how important God is to marriage. It takes more than a man and woman to make a solid marriage. God, remember marriage was God's idea. God thought it up. God thought up sex. God thought up intimacy. God thought up family and children and the whole big idea. So he designed it. And God designed it that marriage is a three-legged stool. God, a husband, and a wife. Now you take out any one of the legs and the stool's gonna fall over. A one-legged stool will fall over. A two-legged stool will fall over. You gotta have the third leg. You gotta have God in the relationship or it's gonna be unstable. It's gonna get knocked over.
1: That's Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called Finding the Love of Your Life. It's from the series You Make Me Crazy. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But first, you might not know that there's more to Rick Warren than his best-selling purpose-driven life book. RickWarren.org is packed with resources pulled from Pastor Rick's 30-plus years of preaching and teaching. This includes CDs, DVDs, free streaming sermons, Bible studies, small group resources, and more. It's all there at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer, learn what it means to trust your life to Christ, and sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. Visit us online today at rickwarren.org. There's more Daily Hope with Pastor Rick in just a moment. We all have relationships that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a spouse, sibling, co-worker, or a nutty relative. That's why you need the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. In this six-part DVD series and study guide, Rick Warren helps you do more than just survive crazy relationships. He helps you thrive in them. The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So call 800-600-5004 to request yours today. Call 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick.
0: Second Corinthians chapter six, verses 14 and 15. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? Can a believer share life with an unbeliever? In other words, if you don't have spiritual unity, how in the world can you be unified in any other area? Now, let me just be honest with you. Let me have true confession right now. As a pastor, I don't like to disappoint people. As a pastor, I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I want them to like me. I want them to be happy. And honestly, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and introduced me to their fiance. And they want me to be happy about their fiance. And they say, and they start telling me all their fine qualities of their fiance. And their fiance does have a lot of fine qualities. Great, fine qualities. And they tell me how much they love them. And they tell me how much they have in common. And they tell me how much they've got similar plans. And they tell me how much uh, they think alike in so many different areas. And then one of them will take me and say, there's only one problem. He's not a believer. She's not a believer, it's the only problem. Now every bone in my body wants to say, it's no big deal, go right ahead, be happy. But after watching over a thousand divorces, I'm blunt, and I say, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. I love you enough to tell you the truth. You are making the biggest mistake of your life. If you don't have spiritual unity, you're never going to have sexual unity the way God intended. You're never going to have emotional unity the way God intended. You're never going to have unity in communication because the biggest area of your life, your partner rejects. I don't care how much you else you've got in common, they reject that. How can I say, if you have committed your life to Christ then you, there's no way you can give your life away to somebody who rejects your savior. There's just no way you can do that. Now you can do it and say, well, God, I don't want my bless, your blessing on my marriage, I don't want your success on my marriage, and I don't want your protection on my will at marriage, and I'm gonna willfully ignore what the Bible says. I, I, I used to be really kind of, Casual about this, and well, you know, I know you can win him to the Lord later. You can win her. Missionary dating is what we call it, <laughs> you know, you know. And and I, you know, people tell me, this, I'll win him to Christ, or he'll change after we're married. Would you like to give me five? Uh, let me give you five thousand people who tell you that doesn't happen. <laughs> the change, if it doesn't happen before the marriage, that's when the leverage is on. You see. A lot of girls in particular, uh, when, they, when they plan their wedding, there's a, there's a standard, I've done so many thousands of weddings, there's a standard, you know, uh, you, you walk down the aisle, you, you stand at the altar, and then they, they do the hymn, and it's, I'll alter him, and people think that's how it's going to be, I'll alter him, <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, next verse. Do not unite yourself with an unbeliever. They're not fit mates for you. If you want God's best, I'm just telling you right up front, don't even consider somebody who's not committed to Jesus Christ. Now let me give you the hard, cold facts of life. Not preference, facts of life. National survey reported in uh, Marriage Magazine. One out of every two and a half marriages in America now ends in divorce. That's not very good odds. One out of every two and a half marriages in America ends in divorce. But when a couple is spiritually unified, that's what I'm just talking about. They're both believers, and they practice three habits together. Attend church weekly together, Pray together, read the Bible together, the divorce rate drops from one out of every two and a half marriages to one out of every 1,105 marriages. Are you willing to gamble? Are you willing to gamble? Please, I'm telling you as your pastor, don't gamble the most, second most important decision in your life. Because if you marry without spiritual unity, the odds are in 10 years, you're going to be divorced. You're not going to beat the odds as a general rule. Or you'll stay together and your deepest intimacy will never be there. You'll live at a shallow level because you're not sharing the most important thing in your life. Or there's going to be conflict with your kids and all kinds of other problems. So this is the starting one. Number one, I must have spiritual unity. You know, the Bible says this, Romans 1, 12. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. And that's what God wants to do in marriage. He wants the faith of the husband to help the wife, and the faith of the wife to help the husband. But how can your faith help each other if one of you has no faith? If I were to stand up here on the edge, and you were to come over here, is it easier for me to pull you up or for you to pull me down? It's always easier to be pulled down in a relationship than to pull somebody up. It is always easier. So, I'm not shy about this anymore. If that offends you, I'm sorry. I'm doing what is best for your happiness. You must have spiritual unity in your marriage. All right? Number two. Second must have. Not only do we have spiritual unity, that's still not enough. Number two. Oh, by the way, somebody says, what if I'm already married to an unbeliever? You love them and you pray that they find Christ. That's what you do. Now, the second non-negotiable in choosing a life partner. We must have not only spiritual unity, number two, we must have life purpose compatibility. In other words, we have to be headed in the same direction for the same reason, for the same purpose in life. Now, the Bible says this in Amos three, verse three. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Well, the obvious answer is no. You can't wanna walk that way and I wanna walk this way and we walk together. Now, if two people can't walk together without a same purpose, how in the world do we think we're gonna live together in intimacy? It ain't gonna happen. The marriage is gonna fall apart. The marriage will not last. If you have a purpose for your life that's that way, and I have a purpose for my life and it's that way, it's not going to last. It's going to end in disaster.
1: That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, he'll share an encouraging closing thought with you. But first, don't forget to visit us online at rickwarren.org. Wondering what it takes to have a better marriage? Wanting to learn to dig deep into God's Word? Wishing you could find the healing for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups? Get what you need when you visit the online store at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer or sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit rickwarren.org today. Now, before Rick's closing thought, you wouldn't be human if there wasn't at least one relationship in your life that drives you crazy. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a spouse or parent, coworker or neighbor. Or maybe it's that nutty aunt who you only see once a year. Whoever the crazies are in your life, they have the potential to really bring you down and distract you from the life God wants for you. That's why Pastor Rick wants to send you his six-part DVD series and study guide called The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. This was a very popular Bible study at Saddleback Church. It gives you the practical tools to survive difficult relationships God's way. It's his gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. You might have heard us say before that Daily Hope is a 100% listener funded broadcast, which is why your financial support is so vital. So call to give today and let us say thanks by sending you Rick's six part DVD series and study guide, the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit, and get started on improving your tough relationships today. Call us at 800 600 500 That's 800-600-5004. When you call, consider chipping in just a little extra to help keep Daily Hope on this station. And now, here's Rick with a final note of encouragement.
0: One of the most common problems people have today is they replace a relationship with rules when it comes to God. They start with just being in love with Jesus and then, over time, fall back into a pattern of restrictions and regulations and rituals and rules. I've seen this happen over and over again. A brand new believer gets excited and happy knowing that Jesus loves them, knowing that they've been forgiven, knowing that they're living by grace. But over time, they begin to be concerned about what other people think about their relationship to Jesus. Before you know it, they start trying to change the way they talk, the way they act, the way they live to please other Christians rather than simply living in the grace of God. They stop saying things like, it was fun, and start saying, it was a blessing. Or they stop saying, I'm mad, and they start using jargon like, I was grieved in my spirit. (laughs) When I hear common words being replaced with all these religious-sounding words, I just think, "Uh uh-oh they've been conned, they've been worried about what other people think, and now they're beginning to live for the approval of other people. That's what happens in this subtle shift from relationship with Jesus to thinking Christianity is all about rules and regulations. Now, the apostle wrote an entire book about this. It's called the book of Galatians. They started with a relationship and ended up with a religion. You may be saying, well, if that's not the way God wants me to live, then what is the right way? Colossians 2, six tells us, just as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to walk in him. In other words, the way you become a believer is the way you continue as a believer. How did you become a believer? By rules and regulations and restrictions? No. How do you continue as a believer? Rules, regulations, and restrictions? No. How did you become a part of the family of God? By grace through faith. And how does God want you to live the Christian life? By grace through faith. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Write me, rick at rickwarren.org. And join me next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope.
1: This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.